0: There is no need to worry. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Please be seated. Dear friends, I wish to speak to you today about the second reading, the letter to the Philippians and what it might have to say to us as Christians in the world today. Uh, We have, of course, been following through on the parables uh, each week over recent weeks. Uh, And often, uh, the middle reading is something that we pass over, but I think that that reading to us today from the letter to the Philippians, St. Paul writing, uh, probably from Rome to the Philippians, is an important one with an important message uh, for each and every one of us as Christians today. Do not worry, or do not have any anxiety. The context for this is that Paul writes to the church at Philippi, he writes from prison, Probably in Rome. It seems an odd uh, place to write from then in order to encourage people to have peace in all circumstances and not to worry, not to be filled with anxiety. Uh, But maybe that's precisely why this letter is so powerful to us, because Paul could have been riddled with anxiety and worry about his future. He was about to meet his uh, end in martyrdom, and yet. In this moment, he chooses to write to the Philippians in order to encourage them. In this letter, it seems that Paul echoes the teaching of Christ, the Sermon of the Mount, Matthew 6, uh, from verse 25, where Jesus tells us to not be anxious about anything. Uh, Remember that passage where Jesus says, consider the lilies uh, in the field. Uh, They don't toil or worry, but the Lord clothes them. He then says, consider the birds of the air. The Lord feeds them. They don't worry about anything. Jesus tells us in that passage not to worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Let the day's own trouble be sufficient for the day. (laughs) Well, I'm sure that we've all had days where we think there's probably enough trouble in this day uh, that let's not worry about tomorrow. But there is great wisdom in this passage for us. It's a short passage And it also gives us practical application for our lives. Let's not think that uh, Christianity is somehow a spiritual exercise that we do on a Sunday or maybe a mental exercise. Christianity and our faith, our religion, is something to live by each and every day. The Lord was incarnated. He shared in our flesh and in our blood. And so the Lord is always practical. We are an embodied Christian people. Uh, so let us know that there is always practical application for our faith in our daily lives. So in this passage where Jesus speaks about anxiety and worry, and where Paul does, the root of the Greek word is actually linked to memory. Merim nao. It's a reflecting over things, maybe an unhealthy obsession with things, being drawn back to them, maybe ruminating over something uh, in our past or something in our present, mulling over something. You know, when uh, our minds work overtime and we keep going back to something and it causes us a distress or an anxiety, Jesus commands us not to do that, not to worry, not to be anxious. And Paul tells us that there's a way to be free from this constant worry. He gives us the solution in today's passage. He says, first of all, that if there's anything that we need, we should pray for it, asking God for it with prayer and thanksgiving. These two things might seem obvious to us. Of course, if we need something, we pray for it, don't we? In the Our Father itself, we can ask for our daily bread. We can ask for the ordinary stuff that we need in this life but that we should do so with thanksgiving, maybe that's the bit that we often miss out. How often do we maybe feel in a state of privation, like there's something else that we need? Why then would we offer thanksgiving? Sometimes, my brothers and sisters, we don't realize the beauty, the goodness, and the gifts that we have around us. And of course, like any uh, young child learns eventually is that if you haven't said thanks for the previous thing, you're probably not going to get the next, are you? So we should actually always be filled with thanksgiving for the good things that God has given us in order to step forward in faith. Prayer is that way that we offer petitions and supplications to God, that we tell him about all the things on our hearts, all the things that we need. But then are we filled with thanksgiving, with gratitude for the blessings that we have? The beautiful Greek word for that, of course, is Eucharistia, and that is another word for the Mass. So, as we gather here today, we are offering thanksgiving, Eucharistia to God for the blessings of the past week. And even if we've had the worst week ever, there will always be something to give thanks for uh, in the light of God. We must also cultivate a spirituality where we give thanks to God. Uh, not just for you know winning a tenner on the lottery or 25 pound, whatever it is, but that we cultivate a spirit of thanksgiving for God for the primary reasons, for the incarnation of our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, for the fact that we have a God who is not distant to us and treats us like slaves as a master, but for a God who says, I call you friends. Do we often just offer thanks to God for the redemption of the world? Do we offer thanks to God for his passion, uh, for his death and for his resurrection, for the things that he has done for us? This can help us with anxiety and with worry. It can lift us out of the immediate concerns that we have before us and place us into the story of God's salvation. Let us then always couple our prayers with prayers of thanksgiving. Maybe are we, at the end of the day, able to offer thanksgiving to God and maybe find ways uh, to do that in order to be elevated into the presence of God. Often when we cultivate a spirituality of thanksgiving, it enables us to decouple ourselves of the things of the world and I say that because if we uh, think that we only should give thanks when everything is going well, when would we ever give thanks? <laughs> because I don't know about you, it's never, per- you know, I, I keep thinking, right, I want to get to that perfect place, you know, when you've sort of got everything sorted, you've got all your to-do list chick- uh, ticked off, you've got your six-pack, you know, you've got all the things sorted that you, that you think that you need in life but when will we ever reach there? And if we wait to say thanks until we get to that nirvana, then we're never going to say thanks. And we're never going to be a people that experience the peace and the grace which God can give us now. Our peace cannot be contingent on the world around us, but has got to be contingent on what God is and who he is. If our peace is based only upon the world around us, then as we see on our television screens and here in the news, we will never achieve peace. Paul writes about peace from prison because the Lord has given him a supernatural peace which passes all understanding. He has freedom from anxiety. He has freedom from the desire to control everything around him. He knows rather that he is held in the arms of his loving God. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, will keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. This is not an effort on our behalf, but is a pure gift from God. But what does Paul say practically? He says, yeah, we can pray and we can give thanks. But maybe at the times in our lives when we've actually even found it hard to force ourselves by act of the will to pray and to give thanks for something. Well, one of the ways that he encourages us to be filled with a spirit of peace is to ponder and contemplate noble things. So he says, fill your minds with everything that is true, everything that is noble, everything that is good, everything that is pure, everything that we love and honor, and everything that can be thought virtuous or worthy of praise. Now we know, don't we, often what's good and what's bad, uh, but what do we actually fill our minds with on a daily basis? Do we fill our minds only with secular things or with uh, violent things or with corrupted things? Or do we seek to go to the source? I know often uh, in my own life, when say, I've been having a dry or arid period in terms of uh, my spiritual life, one of the best things to do And every time I do it, I'm like shocked that it's made such a difference. But one of the best things to do is just to pick up one of the short books in the Bible in the New Testament, one of the Catholic epistles, and just read one through straight away in 20 minutes or something like that. And I find that my mind has been transformed, that rather than turning inwards, that I'm able to look outwards, to be freed from that anxiety, that worry, And to be more closely uh, united uh, to God. Let us then, my brothers and sisters, count our blessings, give thanks to God, and seek to turn our minds to those things that are virtuous or worthy of praise. Maybe let's test that over the next week uh, to contemplate God in the beauty of some sacred art. We've all got Google these days, it's very easy to look up. We can use it for bad things or we can use it for good things. Uh, let's uh, use those things which have been given to us for good things then my brothers and sisters our minds will be transformed when we see examples of peace and beauty and virtue when we meditate upon the Word of God. St John Chrysostom uh, one of the early doctors of the church uh, was the fourth century uh, Bishop of Constantinople and he maybe asks us to go even a little bit further that even in the most difficult of things we should give thanks and that we will find a peace in that. St. John Chrysostom writes this, Behold another consolation, a medicine which heals grief and distress and all that is painful. And what is this? Prayer and thanksgiving in all things. And so he wills that our prayers should not simply be requests but thanksgivings too for what we have for how should he ask for the things for how should he ask future things who is not thankful for the past wherefore we ought to be thankful for all things even for those which seem to be grievous for this is the part of a truly thankful human let us pray then my brothers and sisters that we may be freed from worry and unnecessary anxiety that we may draw close to him who gives us peace which is beyond all understanding. Amen.